If you have your Bibles this morning, I'd like you to turn with me to Psalm 105. I'm going to take a, just a short detour from the, the um, series on the classics for today. And we're going to talk a little bit, just a little bit about thankfulness, thankfulness. And I want you to just prepare something right now, what it is that you are thankful for. I want you to think about it. I want you to get ready to say it out loud because I'm going to come there. See, you know, they made these cordless mics so, like, I can go anywhere. So I will come at you, and uh, you just got to lift your hand in just a moment of what it is that you are thankful for, and I'll come down so everybody can hear it unless you feel like you can shout loud, but it's always good in the microphone, but, you know, we are living in a very ungrateful society and generation. Uh, there is but a flicker of thankfulness. In fact, I uh, heard a friend of mine uh, preach a little while ago. Uh, I, I was not present. He pastors a church in Pennsylvania, but uh, he and his wife I went to Bible college with. Uh, his wife is from up in Maine, where I'm from. And, uh, but he was preaching, and, and just his opening line, I didn't hear the whole message, but his opening line was, the thing that, uh, the one word that describes the current generation of young people that are coming up, uh, that are <coughs> in school, in, in you know, high school, in junior high, high school, the one word that describes them is entitlement, entitlement, that they feel as though they are entitled to everything and anything, and that is a very dangerous place for any society to ever be in, to feel as though we are owed something. If I read the Bible correctly, I believe that we owe everything to God that the very breath that we breathe was placed there from and fashioned by his hands and from the breath of life that he breathed into us. But there is but a flicker of thankfulness where in the past generations, I think Thanksgiving was more abundant. There was a sense of, you know, God has done good things for us. And even if you were an unbeliever, you were thankful. You were thankful for your families. You were thankful for other things that were around you. You were thankful for friends and those who did things to help out. Uh, and there was this sense of generosity, a sense of thanksgiving. So before I go any further with this message, hopefully you have thought about what it is that you are thankful for. And I'm going to come right down here. And uh, I promise I won't try not to breathe on you, but... Uh, and I've been trying not to eat this microphone, so I won't stick it in your face too close. But uh, if you are thankful for something, lift your hand and I'll come to you. Oh, man. Oh, good grief. I'm going to get my exercise this morning. Uh, Pastor, I'm very thankful for being here. I'm 80 years old, going on 81, and I've had tremendous sickness all these years. But I'm so thankful to God that I'm still here and I'm feeling pretty good. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm right here in your row. You raised your hand. I'm thankful for you. I can get close to her. That's my. I'm thankful for my teacher. 
future. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for God's faithfulness. Dear Christy, I want I'm thankful to be alive one more day. Amen. I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful for my family. I'm really thankful for God sustaining my family this past year. We went through some really like difficult, difficult circumstances and he he really became clear to me that he really is our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, and our Prince of Peace. And he just showed himself so faithful. And when we felt so weak and we didn't have the wisdom, he was just there for us, and he was all those things to us. Amen. Amen. All right, lift your hands. I, I got sort of the front. All right, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming. All right. I'm thankful for God's amazing grace, and I'm thankful for my church family, both locally and all around the world. thankful for God giving his only begotten son Jesus who died on the cross for us so we can be here to live a better life I'm thankful for waking up every day yeah. with Jesus help and God yeah. I'm thankful for being here in this church I'm thankful for you for being as nice pastor as you are I'm thankful yeah. for just life and I'm thankful for the many blessings that God has restored upon all of us Amen. Praise Amen. God. I, I'm thankful because the joy of the Lord is my strength because when I am weak He's strong, and I thank God for giving me a husband who's very healthy and strong and who can take care of me. I'm so grateful to the Lord for sustaining me in my time of need, and I'm also thanking him ahead of time for the salvation of my children, my grandchildren, and my great-grandchildren because I believe that he will rescue them for he promised it, and his word will never come back void. He'll always accomplish it, whatever he sends us to do. So thank you, Jesus. She said it all. All right, all right. All right, come on. Anyone else? Anyone? All right. I'm thankful for God's faithfulness, and I'm thankful for my family and my children, and I'm thankful for all the things that God is doing in my children's lives, even though I can't see it, but I'm so thankful for all the things that God has done in my grandchildren's life that I can see every day, and I know. And I'm thankful for my church family, and I'm thankful that when we call upon the name of the Lord that not only does he hear us but he answers and he gives us his grace and his mercy and, and he's so faithful to us I'm thankful for my food my clothes and my family and thank you for my mom and my whole family Anybody else? I'm coming over here assuming, Sister Dorla, that you're going to There's so much to be thankful for. I just want to thank God this morning for his love, his mercy, and his grace towards me. Anybody else? Lift your hand. Did I not? Did I forget anybody? Did I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, if you didn't lift your hand, then I will, I will not single you out. But maybe I will. No, I won't. I promise I won't. Anybody else? Anybody else? Amen. I am thankful today for what God has done uh, in all of our lives. And I'm thankful specifically for my family. I'm thankful for the health of my family. Um, and 
the, my children, and they are a blessing to us. I'm thankful for my wife, who on a regular basis sacrifices uh, to go to work uh, in our family to help provide for our family. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for this church family who whenever you are called upon to help in some area, some way or another, that you step up to the plate and you do the job and you do what God is, is asking you to do, not doing it as unto men, but doing it as unto the Lord. Uh, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that God has given us this, this moment right now. I think Thanksgiving is so powerful. And in fact, just listening to some of you and knowing that what it is that you are thankful for, that in the midst of the troubles and the difficulties and the struggles and the prayers and all of that, that there is an attitude of thanksgiving. I want to tell you it will change our lives. It will change the world that we live in if we will continue to be thankful to the Lord. Um, I want to relate this story to you just before we read this text uh, in Psalm 105. Uh, but there is a, a PGA Tour golfer by the name of Paul Azinger who won uh, 11 tournaments, including going back into 1993, the PGA Championship, which was one of the major tournaments that most golfers at least one time in their life want to win. After that triumph, this very robust golf pro was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer. Chemotherapy treatments followed, leaving Azinger sometimes vomiting, dry heaving. And I got to tell you that here, 20, more than 20 years later, we thank God for the advances of science. Because knowing, even in our own congregation, some of you who are battling cancer, uh, what it is that chemo did to people then and what they have been able to do now is remarkable. Uh, and we thank God for that. But Azinger reflected about this experience, and he said, now I know when you're 33, you're not bulletproof. I'm as vulnerable as the next guy. None of us is promised tomorrow. So we need to live every day to the fullest. My hope and security are in Christ. And today I'm grateful for even the smallest blessings, for a roof over my head, for food in my stomach, that I can smell, that my hair is going to grow back. Those are things I took for granted, he said, but never again. It is an amazing thing that sometimes in our lives you go through moments of darkness, moments of great struggle and great difficulty, and in the middle of those moments you never realized how blessed you were until that time. Uh, and and I, I don't want to relate, I don't want to beat this thing to death, this experience to death, but uh, about a year and a half ago, most of you know the, the struggle that I had with my neck and the arm as a result of that and the constant pain. Some of you know that pain because you live with it. Uh, but I was going through it and I never realized how blessed I was to have a functioning left hand and left arm until you go through a situation where it does not function the way it's supposed to. Your brain is telling it to do something, but the pain is so great, it can't do what it is that you want it to do. You don't realize sometimes until you are in that moment of great desperation how God has blessed you, how God has kept you and helped you. 
And I think that it is important for all of us to remember that praise and honor to God is one of the greatest things that we could ever give. In fact, the psalmist in this psalm, go Psalm 105, if you're not there already, uh, I just want to read the first five verses. <coughs> the Bible says this. <clears throat> right from the get-go, we know what kind of psalm it is. He says, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. The act of thanksgiving involves some things here in these first five verses that I want to just go through with you briefly today and hopefully encourage your heart as we approach Thanksgiving this coming week that it would be more than just a day to eat a whole lot, you know, and, and, and stuff yourself to the point where you feel sick and, you know, then lay down and take a nap and then get up and watch some football and, you know, all kinds of things. But it would become... For us as believers, a time where we would recognize that we've got to give thanks to him. The Bible says, give thanks to the Lord. I'm always interested when people say, well, I'm thankful. And that's they end with that. And you, you kind of want to prod them a little bit and say, well, well, who are you thankful to? You know, what are you thankful about? We heard some wonderful things this morning of what you are thankful about and even in the midst of your thanksgiving you are praying as well that God will continue to work in people's lives and do some great things but the Bible indicates that the, the best we can do is first to give thanks to the Lord to call on his name the Bible says calling on his name Make known among the nations what he has done. To call on his name implies going before the presence of the Lord as opposed to just thinking about him. It indicates having a moment with him, a time where you spend with Jesus, a time where you spend in his presence and you say, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for all that he has done. I know we have some people away this Sunday. And so we've got kind of a smaller group here today, but i got to tell you in praise and worship this morning when we were singing, Together, there was a, a, still an attitude of praise and thanksgiving and worship to the Lord. Why? Because God has done great things. We can give thanks to the Lord. Don't ever forget that He is worthy to receive thanksgiving from your heart and from your mouth. He is worthy to receive that. To call upon Him, though, implies that we go before Him, that we spend time with Him, that we are with Him in that moment and we say, Lord, I am going to praise you and thank you for all that he has done, all that you have done. A lot of times we look at our lives and we can only see the dark moments. We can only see the, the things that are missing. But if we would look a little closer, if we would just begin to look into the face of Jesus, we can say with everything that is within us, Lord, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you've done. We need to set aside time. To give thanks. It's really hard 
sometimes to just, you know, you go through your daily routine and you go through the busyness of life and you go through what it is that you're having to deal with in your own life, the challenges that you face. Uh, at times, it becomes a challenge and it becomes difficult to set aside time to give thanks to the Lord. You know, I don't think giving thanks to the Lord has to be this long, drawn-out thing. I don't think it has to be something where we just sort of sit, you know, we, we kind of sit there and say, well, I don't have this big block of time, so I'm not going to give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. That's all you have to do. Give thanks to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Just praise Him and thank Him for everything that He has done. There isn't anything magical or mystical about it. There isn't this, this great block of time that has to be carved out and God's only going to be pleased with that. No, I think it's, he's pleased when from our hearts we say, Lord, we thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for giving to my life and to, to, for blessing me and giving me health and giving me strength. I got to tell you, know that, that what some of the, uh, the folks in this congregation are going through Physically, you are, are challenged on a daily basis. And, and yet, from I, I know you've and have known you long enough to know that you are thankful to God. Not necessarily for the pain that comes along and you have to deal with every on a, on, on a daily basis, but you are thankful for all that He has done for your life because the blessings far outweigh those things that you're going through in the moment. Set aside that time. The Bible says this, that we would make known among the nations what he has done, namely his salvation, at least in this context, that we would make known his deeds, his acts, what he has done for mankind. The fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth and died on the cross, brothers and sisters, if we if God does nothing else for you, that should be enough for us for all of eternity to give God praise and thanksgiving. But you see, the act of thanksgiving is not just giving thanks. I know it sort of sounds redundant. But the act of thanksgiving is also singing, something we did earlier here today. And do you know that you don't have to be a great singer to sing to the Lord? Do you know that when you're, you know, you're in your house, you say, well, I can't sing like this person or that person, so I, let me just not sing, Lord. But you're alone in your house. You know what? Let it go. <laughs> let it just belt it out. Just let, let the, the, the singing happen and let God come in the midst of all of that. Listen to what the psalmist said. And the psalmist was a singer. But the Bible says, sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Do you know that when we are singing and we sing praise to him, it is an expression of joy Singing praises to God for the acts that he has performed is the highest expression of worship if it is done in spirit and in truth. There are times we come into church and yes, we go through the motions, don't we? If you're going to be honest with yourself, we sometimes go through the motions and you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference in the service when somebody's just kind of, well, let me get through this one. Because i got just way too much on my mind and on my heart today. I can't even do it. But you know what else saying? I can sing. I can do that. And we go through the motions. This is not talking about going through the motions. This is something that is to be set aside for his glory. We do it in the beginning of the service. We might do it at the end. But either way, you are to do it in life. That we are to sing praises to the Lord. Because the Bible says 
that this also can tell of his wonderful acts. There is an element of singing that says, here's what God has done. I'm going to lift him up. Here's what the Lord has done. Don't be afraid to sing to the Lord. How could David help but sing praises unto, unto God who had saved him, who had supplied his needs, who had protected him, who had promised an eternal inheritance to him? God had done so much to David. How could he not sing? Same thing for us, folks. How could we not give ourselves to singing? Say, Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. On any given Sunday, I come in and some Sundays are so difficult. You know what? Sing anyway. Is God still worthy of your praise? Is he still worthy? We sit by and we think, well, you know, there's got to be a bolt of lightning come and zap me and make me feel good and give me goosebumps. So then I feel like singing. You know what, brothers and sisters? We, we've got to, when we come into his presence, say, Lord, I'm going to lift my voice to you and I'm going to sing praises to your name. It's an expression of joy of what he has done in your life. What has he done for you? Think of, of all the things that he has done in your life and then realize he is worthy to receive praise. Now, the Bible says this in verse 3. There is another element to the act of thanksgiving, and it is this, glory in his name and really rejoicing in him. That's really what this, this verse is about. You see the word glorying, but then at the end of it, you see uh, those who seek the Lord rejoice. This is not just boasting in the Lord, even though that is a part of it. You don't boast in yourself or boast in your flesh or anything that you've accomplished, but you boast in what he has done. But it really, it's not even about being prideful. You're not speaking in a prideful way. You are simply speaking in a rejoicing kind of way. You're saying, Lord, I'm going to glory in who you are. I'm going to glory in your name. I'm going to glory in your power. I'm going to glory in your grace. I'm going to, I'm going to rejoice in everything that you are, God, because you are greater than any problem that I have, any difficulty that I am going through. You are greater than all of those things, Lord. I am going to rejoice in you. The Bible says, and Paul wrote it to the Philippian church, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. You know what? Sometimes it's so difficult. We see all the bad things. But if we would just lift our eyes, as the psalmist said, lift your eyes to the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. I don't think for a minute that we can sit by and just be all negative and be all, you know, this is all so bad in my life. We've got to look up to him, and the more we look to him, the Bible says and tells us that he will come down in the midst of that, and he will give you strength. I know there are days we look at life and we say, man, it's just so hard, it's so difficult. But you know what? Glory in his name. And the Bible says, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. There's something very important in this. And even though I'm gonna, the next point really has to do with seeking him, but I want to get to this right now because it says those who seek the Lord rejoice. If you're not seeking the Lord, the enemy has an avenue by which he can come in and he can distract and detract away from what God has done. If you are plugged into the Lord and you are praying and you're seeking him, then you can rejoice even in the midst of pain and sorrow. And that's what we heard this morning with all of you giving thanks for various things, giving thanks to the Lord today for what God has done in your life. It's not that you're without trouble. It's not that you're without pain. 
It is simply in the midst of all of that, you can look up and say, God has done great things. He is a wonderful Savior. He is a great and awesome and powerful God. When you boast, you are telling of his greatness. You're telling of his goodness. You're telling of his righteousness, his power, all of those attributes, all of those qualities of God. But look at verse 4. Psalm 105 and verse 4, the act of thanksgiving also involves seeking him. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Seek his face always. Look to the Lord and his strength. When you're weak and you don't know what to do, stop looking to yourself. Stop looking to the answers that you can somehow try to provide even though you can't. And start looking to the Lord. He is the one who has the answer. He is the one who is the answer. So when you look to him, look to the Lord and his strength. The Bible says, seek his face always. This is to be done continuously. This is to be done in our lives in a continuous fashion. Seeking God with everything that is within us. Seeking his face is more than just thinking about him. Seeking his face is more than just thinking of what God has done And what God is doing, it is going after him and spending time with him and saying, God, I'm going to seek you with everything that is within me. Lord, I'm going after you. It is, as the psalmist said in Psalm 42, he said this. He said, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul longs after you. I'm going after you and seeking you with everything that is within me. Dear God, I'm going after you. And when we seek after him, the Bible lets us know that he will be found of us. So this, the psalmist is saying that we must seek. The act of thanksgiving is also seeking him. Part of thanksgiving is always wanting to be face to face with God. I love when you read in the book of Hebrews, the Bible lets us know in the book of Hebrews, it tells us that we have we can have boldness to approach the throne of grace, to find mercy and grace, to help in the time of need. In Hebrews chapter 4, toward the end of that chapter, that we can come into his presence. I don't think we really fully appreciate the privilege that it is to actually come into the presence of the Lord and to seek him because we take it so for granted. We take it for granted that we can just call out to God. Back then in that time prior to the New Testament, In the Old Testament age, under the law, under the covenant, it was only the high priest once a year. And the Bible says the high priest could only go into the Holy of Holies, into the very presence of God. He could only go in there after he had sacrificed for his own sins. So even he was a sinner. He had to go in and he could not go in. If he went in without the shedding of blood, without a sacrifice, the Bible indicates that that he would be cut off, there would be, he more than likely would experience death, but he would go in once a year. Brothers and sisters, we can go into the presence of the Lord anytime we want. Anytime you want, you can seek him and go after him. Part of thanksgiving is wanting to be face to face with him. Lord, let me be with you. There is also one other thing that I want you to see, and it is this, verse 5. Psalm 105 and verse 5, it says this, Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles 
and the judgment he pronounced. Remember. Something very important about memory when it comes to our relationship with God. It is remembering what he has done so that we will not, never be in a place of being ungrateful. You know, the Bible over and over again tells about the people of Israel how it was that they forgot what the Lord had done for them. And as a result of forgetting what the Lord had done, they ran after other gods, they ran after other things that to try to satisfy their hearts because they forgot about all the great and the wonderful things that God has done. May we never forget what God has done for us as individuals. May we never forget that God has been there to help us. He has shown his wonders, the things that may not, you may not fully understand, but when you dwell on them, you are always pointed back to God. The wonders of what God is able to do. You might say, well, I attribute it to this and I attribute it to that. Be careful that you don't assign something, some wonder, some great thing that took place to some other thing that somehow just sort of happened by chance. I want you to know God is not a God of chance. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And in your life, he desires to show great wonders and wonderful things in and through your life, things that are too high to understand. What would be more wonderful than salvation? I can't encourage you enough to think about the fact that Jesus has done great things for you when he died on the cross. If we could somehow just envision that day, that moment, and you know, you don't even really have to envision it. It would be very easy if we would pick up our Bible every now and then and go to the Gospels and read the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross when he died on the cross for our sins. And we could see all that he went through. And he did it because of salvation, that he desired to bring salvation to all of mankind. The Bible tells us also in this verse of Scripture that the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he has pronounced, the judgments the law of God was righteous and just. They need, needed to be remembered that God not only gave his word, but he carried it out. That God meant what he said. And a lot of people today think that somehow God does not mean what he says. I want you to know God means exactly what he says in his word, and he will carry out his word. All they had to do was look back on the history of people of the people and find that God had been faithful to carry out his word to his people. That God is always faithful. He is always going to stick with his word. Sometimes the negative, sometimes the positive. But his word was always true. There was always a righteous judgment. And sometimes those judgments were upon other nations. But they were always right. They were always right. And then the Bible tells us his miracles. We are to remember his miracles. Look back at the physical things he has done. For the children of Israel, he opened the Red Sea. He provided manna in the desert. Manna literally meaning, literally the word means what is it? And that's it. He provided, but it was food. It was, it was to sustain them, to help them in the midst of the desert. He provided something on a daily basis. 
He brought them through the Red Sea. He brought them over the River Jordan. When it was time, he held the waters back. He brought down the walls of Jericho when it was time for them to conquer the land. He did great and mighty things for his people. And brothers and sisters, it's no different today that God does great and awesome things. I want you to think about the greatest miracle of salvation that has occurred in your life. If you can praise him and thank him for your salvation, then all the other things that come along are not going to seem quite so difficult. They're not going to seem quite so hard because salvation is the most important thing that anybody can ever have. Think about that awesome miracle where he transformed your life from what it used to be to what it is today. And it, for those who think you've arrived, God's still not done with you yet. So just, just hold on. And for those who are worried you haven't made much progress, God isn't done with you yet. He will cause you to grow. He will cause you to be what he wants you to be. But it is the miracle of salvation that God has brought to each and every one of us. What a great God we serve. Amen. Thanksgiving should consume us as we think about him, as we set our minds on him. Don't just think about, you know, we've got a lot to think about, and you're going to be thinking about the whatever kind of food you're going to eat on Thanksgiving Day. But the bottom line is this, think on him. Get your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. And I want you to know that he will pull you closer to himself. You will know him more as you say, Lord, I'm going to give thanks for everything that you have done. Can we stand to our feet right now? And can we give God praise? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. <coughs> we thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your power, O oh God, in our lives. And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would come down and you would work within us, Lord. Help us to be grateful today. Help us, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus to be grateful people, being thankful for all that you have done for us. Lord God, I pray that in this moment right now that you would help us to have a grateful life. Lord God, that we would confess the great things that you have done, that we would honor you with our, the, our voices, with our lips, oh God. We would honor you with our hearts, oh Lord. And that, Lord Jesus, when we worship you, we would worship in spirit, and in truth, oh God, I pray that through this week you would give your people courage and boldness on their jobs. Give them strength in the midst of whatever things they are faced with. And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus for your power to be upon their lives. Give them grace and mercy, Lord, to help them in the time of need. Lord, we love you today. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for all that you've done. And God, we're going to honor you with our very lives. In the wonderful and mighty name of Jesus, we bless your holy name. We bless your holy name today, oh God. Everybody, just lift your voices and give him thanks right now. Just give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Lord, we magnify your name. You are worthy of all the praise. You are worthy, Lord Jesus. We love you. We thank you for your blessings to us, Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, for giving us salvation. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that that salvation that we possess, Lord, would then be given out to others, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, we honor your name. We bless your name, O oh God. You are worthy of all the glory. 
You're worthy, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. In the mighty name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. We thank you. God, I pray that you would bless your people as they head into Thanksgiving this week. May they have a wonderful day in your presence, in the presence of family, of friends, whatever the case might be. God, just touch them and give them your strength in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Before you leave this place, turn and greet one another in the joy and in the love of Jesus. God bless you.